Hey guys, this is Travis with Beyond My Pull-Up Blog and featuring my brother here, Kyle. Hello. Today we're going to do a reaction video to a channel called The Aspie World. The reason why I'm doing this is because I promised Suze Dwyer. She was a commenter on the video reacting to Josh Hitty's Social Anxiety No Friends video. She commented on that and we're talking quite a bit. She mentioned that she has autism and she does stemming and many other things like that i'm going to share her link she only has one subscriber but i'll share her link <clears throat> in case you want to reach out to her since she has no videos you can't really comment but feel free to comment on reacting to josh hitty's social anxiety no friends video i will post that as well i'll also post the aspie world channel and today we're going to cover 10 Asperger's symptoms autism and Asperger's now the reason why I'm covering this is personally I'd never actually been diagnosed with autism but my brother unfortunately was trying to get this label so much that he convinced his therapist that he was autistic do you have anything else to say about yeah I wanted that? to discuss about that the interesting thing though is that remember with that you used to suffer from sensory overload that it hurt your ears playing music and, right. and you couldn't see outside. So why wasn't that autism? Why is that bipolar? I want to say because of low, when I'm in a low state of mood, I am very sensitive to sound. I'm very sensitive to light. And not only that, some medication like antidepressants I want, like Trintelix, exasperated the light sensitivity. Is that typical with bipolar people, though? Light sensitivity. That seems more autism to me. It's very possible that I'm. we might have Asperger's or autism. And I don't know. If you guys don't know this, I think Asperger's been... Keep going. I believe Asperger's actually been taken off the DSM or whatever they call it, the DSVM. I don't know what it is. It's just the categorization of mental illnesses. And they took this off, and it's just called autism. It's on a spectrum. Asperger's is usually high functioning. So my brother and I both have a bunch of rockers. I actually kept a whole bunch of my personal rockers. It's a really, really thick binder. It's got to be like six inches. But anyway, I did a test, and this is really interesting to me because I felt like I had something because we just don't, with when we, especially when I'm dating, we don't, it's really weird that we do interviews. We like to delve deep in the mind, yet in reality, we don't really listen or really know how to behave. <laughs> Maybe it's antisocial behavior, but when I was with dating a girlfriend, it's think I don't understand them. Maybe I just don't understand women in general. And maybe it's just a more of a, a man thing. Cause I do believe men and women think differently. Um, but anyway, this is kind of a, <laughs> An interesting subject. <laughs> my brother has. I, I had really poor self esteem. My brother really thought he had like some sort of uh, what is this? Explain it. Fetal alcohol syndrome. Fetal alcohol syndrome too, which okay, apparently we weren't. And I was actually trying. And I was trying to compare our mouth since we have like an extend uh, bimaxillary protrusion because our mouth sticks out. I thought that we had fetal alcohol syndrome. I thought that we were autistic. I was trying to just throw anything out there that did it, that pretty much took me away from being bipolar because I wanted a more concrete answer to the reason why I'm suffering so much in my life. So why don't you just go look here, Travis? So 
Could you bring the, the camera down? So I'm just going to take a little deeper look. I Both my brother and I did take a psychological test. Uh, Is there any scores that, that – and I went to Nystrom, uh, bring it back more. And I took a, two tests, I remember, and basically I was striving for autism. I actually don't have ADHD, DTV. Or, I mean, I actually don't have ADHD. How long was this test? Anyway, this test took, like, two days. And... What are the results? The results, basically, I had pretty okay, pretty good um, uh, IQ, I guess. Average. General ability, high average. I don't know what that means. Mostly, I scored high average. I don't know what working memory is. Low average, but... Uh, pretty, I, I scored normally on cognitive mainly things, but I guess when it comes to autism, it's more about emotional reading people and maybe we had stuff social. I, the thing is we didn't have a lot of friends. We had one really good friend we used to hang around and because of the relationship with my brother and I being twins, we probably just didn't really learn social cues as much as we could. I feel like it's weird. I feel like I can read people, but maybe I can't read people, but I don't know. Um, I have this intense conflict to withdraw from personal relationships because this fear of independence, like my brother and I, the fact that what they really labeled me with is, uh, autism spectrum disorder requiring support without a company intellectual impairment. So they did kind of relate me with having autism actually. So, uh, let me see here. But yeah, I took this test like multiple times. I took it twice and uh, hold on a second. I'm just trying to look here. So they call it the DSMV five and there's probably DSMV six out by now. But anyway, they said that I might have some, a little bit of autism. And why do I feel like that is because but when, when I date, when I date, of a lot of women, what are the I don't really. I don't really. How do they? How do they scale? I just do what the hell I want. How do they scale that you're autistic here, though? So let me see, Deborah. So let me let me just read the the final postings here. Sorry, second. I don't want to take too much time here. So basically, uh, I have good, pretty good intellectual inabilities, executive abilities, even above a average. Um, and I... This was okay, done. This so, was done when he was 24, and we're already 34. This was done 10 years ago. Okay, so taken as a whole, the test finds do not provide consistent or compelling evidence of a brain disease. He certainly does not appear to be enthyxiatic. I don't know what that means. The MPI is technically invalid due to symptom over-reporting. In this case, uh, overt malingering is unlikely. At this point, I don't think he meets diagnostic criteria for schizophrenia or schizoaffective disorder. I agree that he has anxiety disorder with obsessive-compulsive and social phobia features. There are clearly oddities to his thinking with paranoid notions, occasional auditory illusions not explainable on the base of an anxiety disorder. Possible include uh, a personality disorder, 
paranoid schizotypal and schizoid features of just paranormal schizophrenia. Although it's hard to nail it down, definite psychotic spectrum diagnosis, he nevertheless might benefit from antipsychotic medications by further Dr. Olson's and Gorky in writing of a specific treatment plan. So uh, I'm trying to find it, but they basically said that I have I have a relation. I my hold on, I'm trying to find it. I know they said that I have. Uh, these are actually all my therapy notes. I know. I know he said. I know. Let me see. So I know. I'm trying to. I'm trying to find the evaluations. I know they said that I have. That they consider my relationship with my brother uh, a disorder, and I'm trying to find. Well, that. What does that have to do with autism, though? But that. But it's interesting because they they really alluded that. So. Oh, one second. So I was 27 here, so I actually did a newer one. So this is the newer one. Uh, let me see here. Sorry. So now you can see I'm pretty much above average in memory. But anyway, I guess we can watch the video. I'm going to look for it and I'll listen to what Travis has to say. But I know that I'm trying to find the exact spectrum. So basically, autism spectrum disorder requiring support without accompanying intellectual impairment without language impairment. That's basically what I've been uh, diagnosed with. Uh, and somewhere I saw that they consider my brother part of the... Oh, sibling relationship, relational problem. It's right there. So basically, access one clinical syndromes. They labeled me with autism spectrum disorder, requiring support without accompanying intellectual impairment, without language impairment. 311, unspecified depressive disorder. 300, unspecified anxiety disorder. And 61.A, sibling relationship problem. Access two, personality disorders deferred. Access three, general medical addictions, allergies. Access for psychosocial environmental problems, brother's mental health issues, father has health issues, global assessment of functioning, GAF 52, moderate depression, sleep issues, social difficulties, impaired social, academic, and occupational functioning. So we'll watch the video and what my really belief is. I think I just was, I know a lot of kids were, grew up shy. We grew up really shy. We didn't, we couldn't really get along with people because we we're afraid with the social anxiety disorder, but we just kind of grew out of it. And I think that's kind of what it is. It's mainly just we grew adapted. So let's watch and, and figure out what this guy says about So autism. the Aspie world, I'm going to watch 10 Asperger's syndromes, autism, and Asperger's. I'm going to speed it up to 1.5 just in case if the video is too long. I really don't want to take too much time here. I'll skip this ad, not trying to remove any ads here. It's fine. Playback speed 1.5. This is a really short video, so we'll see what. I'm 26 years old and I have Asperger's syndrome, and these are my top 10 Asperger's traits I don't think that you may find helpful. Number one, um, sometimes when I'm nervous or concentrate, 
um, I, I flick my fingers and I don't even know I'm doing it uh, but my girlfriend seems to notice quite quickly like that just to soothe and it helps me concentrate um, and I, I normally get it when I'm, I'm quite nervous around other people. Number two um, for me is changing routine so if I've got something in my head that we're going to do or I'm going to do uh, and something comes in the way of it I get really upset and nervous if um, you know it, it's challenged like if we're in um, a sandwich shop and we're going to buy sandwiches and the bread I want isn't in I get really nervous and then I start to panic because I don't know what I'm going to do because I don't know what you know what bread is available and other things like that so this can become I hate to say this you used to be very OCD in particular I used with, to cleaning, be, yeah, with cleaning especially like, with like organization on my bed room. when I was playing video games everything had to be in this perfect situation have a clean bed a, a clean place when i play final fantasy and i think i could tell this guy does have a little bit of autism because one he's not really looking at the camera and he's pretty nervous otherwise it could be some anxiety disorder but a problem for me and i guess um routines are you know are quite comfortable to me and everything i do foods are really important um to me as in uh, I like eating um, maybe a small selection of foods. I don't like anything with any sauces or anything. I can't have sauce texture in my mouth. Um, and if I do have sauce like gravy, it's got to be... You know, I love food. I like Korean food. I like American food. And the thing is, Kyle and I are bodybuilders, so we focus on our diet pretty frequently. So I don't think we have an issue with food at all. Warm, I can't have anything cold. And I can't eat food if it's... Hold on, let me see what the first one was. I wasn't... Um, and I, I normally get it when I'm flipping my fingers and I don't even know. Do you flick your fingers in any way? Or they call us slapping with a lot of autism. That's, I don't know what we don't. I know we have some oddities with our way of thinking, but it's not compulsive as much. Uh, really important um, to me as a sauce like gravy, it's got to be warm. I can't have anything cold and I can't eat food if it's being cooled down like pizza. If it goes cold, I can't eat that. And uh, I like quite bland things like sandwiches with no butter on it and just literally just chicken and lettuce maybe. Um, and I could eat the same thing over and over again forever. I mean, I could eat Sunday dinner, um, you know, like roast vegetables and things forever. Um, smells are quite um, a bad thing. Um, some some smells, some certain smells, make me really annoyed, and um, and then I start to panic or I feel I feel sick and uh, I get. I'm just laughing because when <laughs> when Carl smells dog shit, he wants a few. Yeah, but I don't think that is. A, I don't think that especially really. Especially when is. my brother, when we sleep in the same room and the fan calls him and he, 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 he farts. It smells horrible. That's the only thing <laughs> but I, I, but I don't think this. Fun. I don't think this is really part of autism. It's just smelly shit. Yeah. You know, nervous and I don't know what to do. So, uh, depending on what it is, it's not every smell. It's just certain smells that are really potent, and it goes straight to my head, and I just can't deal with it. Um, I guess this is to do with hypersensitivity and people with Asperger's. Number five, uh, certain uh, noises and sounds can really affect me. Uh, only slightly, only sometimes, only certain noises and certain sounds. Um, and it's really sharp and it goes right into my brain. And I, I can't concentrate and I get really annoyed, super annoyed. Um, and sometimes I just kind of lash out in anger because that noise annoys me so much. I can't, uh, I can't deal with anything else. You know, like everything gets shut down just because that noise pierces everything. Number six. You know, I can definitely relate to this, but I'm pretty sure it's related to my bipolar mood disorder, especially when I'm depressed. I feel like I'm very sensitive to noises and very sensitive to light. The light just seems so intense. 
the noise like on a on a piano would just sound so intense that I I wanted to be a piano tuner and I couldn't do it because you're constantly hitting the loud note in forte and it would just scream to me and I almost felt like ever since I've been on maybe uh an antidepressant that I don't seem to have a lot of issues with it. I don't know. Did you ever have sensitivity to light or noise? I think or? back then when I was tired, I when, when I'm tired, I don't like too much noise. But in general, I actually kind of enjoy sound. I don't like working in silence. I usually have the radio on, the music on, and the fan, uh, the especially. Fan especially, it's it's more comforting to me than more of a distraction. Even our dogs bark a lot. Yeah, How often that does doesn't that... really bother me unless I'm recording my piano stuff, which is more related to just noise and I, I hate to say it I feel like as we got older our compulsive stuff isn't has as, not become as, as extreme has not become extreme we, we become kind of lazy we grew, as we grew lazy. out of it um, a lot of people with Asperger syndrome tend to uh, get quite involved in a certain topic of interest um, and for me this is definitely true and I have a topic of interest with um, social, economic and global economic um, issues um, in, in involving conspiracy theories and UFOs and I know everything there is to know about it uh, in great detail and I can remember everything that I read about it. Number seven. I think everyone the same... has some sort of passion. I don't, I don't know if you call it a comp I don't know if you want to label it obsessive and compulsive, but I have passions for Final Fantasy. I no, like he's a freaking he's a freaking loser. No, that's bullshit. All you are is Yu-Gi-Oh, and that's and I'd like to play Yu-Gi-Oh. And what about you? Do you feel like you have specific interests? In I have else interests I have too? passions. I don't think they're OCD related. I just enjoy doing it. But Kyle's stupid. His 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 mark is he wants to get perfection on Final Fantasy games and it's really games annoying. In general, and especially I'm a, a gaming perfectionist. I want every and especially it's stupid that, that he I wants to I get die. nine 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 jump ropes yep. in Final Fantasy. I guess 9. that's obsessive compulsive there. And when I do video editing, it has to be a perfect. I actually feel like I'm actually more particular with my my video editing than my brother. My brother doesn't care. I get much. shit done. That's all that matters to me. I don't care. I care more about I have a more perfectionist type of, of issues. But I think this is more related to OCD, not, not, not autism. autism. Type of clothing all the time. I kind of get into uh, comfortable patterns of wearing the same thing all the time. And so my girlfriend kind of uh, helps me pick out different things sometimes to, to spice up my uh, clothes line. But um, I tend to just fall into the to a, a routine of just wearing maybe like three t-shirts in routine so that's quite important to to people with Asperger's syndrome is routine and I guess I I, I get really comfortable wearing the same clothing number eight so uh, eight. I get I can speak about that I like wearing the same clothes every day but it's mainly not because it's convenient I, it's, it's it? more convenient I don't like doing wash all the time it's more about laziness so I don't know about you. You yeah. like changing your shirts every time. Yeah, but I'm, of course when we go to the gym, we take it off because it's, it's wet and yeah, gross. Yeah, but I'm, we're but, not really particular in the type yeah. of of how the cloth. We grows. used to be because remember our mom would we would take out our clothes. I hate to in the say morning, it, most people like me probably hate wool, and I hate the feeling of wool. Too gritty. It's sarcasm, and uh, I feel that. Um, this is a common thing with people with Asperger's syndrome is um, I don't get sarcasm with strangers or people I don't know that well. Um, the only time I really do so I like get to be, The reality is this is why we kind of bring people off because we, in reality, we just like to get people going. We like to get we, them riled we, up. We like to get them riled up. So that's why some people think it's autism. Like if, if we yell in a, we yell in a, we scream. a restaurant, we scream, Too we, loud. Wear, we wear th red thongs just to, 
to do. The thing is, I think my brother and I have a very well developed sense of humor that some people don't like our sense of humor because it's, it's so very dark, dry, dark, dark and sarcastic, dry, and comedic. And I don't know. So does that mean we're aut- Does that mean we're not autistic? Cause we get we have a really. I have a well, feeling someone who's truly humor. autistic would not understand our dry humor. Yeah. But we understand it to the point humor. that we, we don't think it. we're we love we're autistic. We love sarcasm as if I know the person quite well. Um, you know, if I don't... Even my dad, even my brother, recently an example is my when he went to the Memorial Day grave of my dad, my grandparents, i.e. my dad, my brother pretty much said, where's his gravesite? And even normal people think that's rude. And maybe that's why people think we're autistic, because we think it's funny. All that dark humor we think is funny. And does that mean we're, we're more antisocial? Maybe. I don't know. Keep going. We have a tendency to push people's boundaries, but not necessarily in a negative way. We just we just like drawing humor. We think it's funny, yeah. entertaining. Know them, then I, it's hard to pick up when they're joking or if they're being serious. Um, this could become a problem, especially if you're in work or a professional environment. So I do have difficulties with this, and I'm sure a lot of you guys will as well. Number nine is crowded places and busy public places. Uh, I'm not a massive fan. I I can't deal with myself in big cities. I get very scared and nervous, and I tend to just shut down. Um, it's quite ironic as well because I play music in a band, and I love playing gigs, and I love playing to big audiences. Um, but if it was the other round, if I was in the audience watching myself, it's a different um, scenario, and I can't I can't deal with it with a lot of people around me all the time. It's kind of overload again, and I get really really scared and have to kind of retreat back to somewhere that I feel comfortable with. And you know, you, you know, we definitely related to that when we were younger. We didn't like talking to anybody. We just kept to ourselves. We're extremely shy, extremely self-conscious, very, very uh, good kids. But for some reason, after our 20s, when we kind of found more of ourselves, where we kind of, I guess people could say we lost it, like making crazy videos and stuff. We just became more true to ourselves. And we just don't, I don't know. I, I do get anxiety sometimes, but I feel like people really aren't that bad. So in the end, we used to be introverted, but I think we, we probably became more extroverted. You know, I hate to say I'm it. more extroverted than my brother, I feel like. I hate so to say it. I, I enjoy had, people. I struggled a lot with anxiety, and I think I mentioned it. used that, to be really bad. We, I think we used I, to be agoraphobic. We I, hated going out. I think I mentioned this to in Josh Hitty's video, Social Anxiety. I think I mentioned to him that, like, I don't know if I mentioned it, but I, I remember going to this big this big sports function in a stadium and I got so anxious and felt so bad about myself. I destroyed my thousand dollar keyboard because I felt I would never be able to play live in an audience because the anxiety I felt from it, it just felt like it would never be possible because the anxiety was just so bad. I remember another time the anxiety got so bad because of the side effects of one of my medications is that I had a fit. And I ended up leaving church and walked several miles. I think you can mention yeah, another there's another there's another thing that that reminds me of maybe because we are both I'm on uh sertraline i.e. Zoloft and Trazodone, so maybe it's my meds that really I'm just not as I do get anxious. I feel like I get anxious when I have to get a, a job and work early. That's when I have a, a ton of anxiety and I just can't sleep and I have an insomnia. But other than that. Our anxiety really decreased, which could be med, med, uh, med symptomatics. Maybe we're on the right meds, I don't know, or maybe we just got used to it. I feel like everyone has anxiety. Everyone is not comfortable uh, putting themselves out there. But the reality is once you just get used to it, just 
like it doesn't hurt as much. You know, to be honest with you, I agree with Kyle because I've been on the Tuda since 2014. And ever since then, I pretty much chilled out around crowds and stuff. It I do get sometimes anxious and I do feel like people are judging me, but I'm be- very anxious when it comes to approaching women, I'd say. But not as much. I don't like to do it as much. I, I'm not comfortable with getting rejection. I know it. That that's me. I feel like. But ever since we got into the Korean adoptee community, we're pretty comfortable and we enjoy getting interviews. I'll we, be honest. I get anxious, but it's not to the point where I where I just don't want to do it. Like like back in the day. No, I just want to mention this guy seems really really uncomfortable doing this video because he doesn't look into the camera at all. Like he's nervous and yeah. he's he's twitching a lot with his hands, and I feel like. He's it's definitely not comfortable with autistic this, trait. which is really weird. I know autistic people have this Flat. second sense for music or art or some type of creative endeavor. So it's really interesting how like he plays in front of a band, yeah, but doesn't feel anxiety. Even, even I would be pretty anxious doing that. I feel like that's why my brother and I didn't enjoy performing. I, I hated it back then. Number 10, last but not least, um, a lot of people think, oh, tell me that I talk too fast. Um, right now, I'm actually trying to talk quite precise and slower than I usually do. But um, when I get going on a topic of interest or a specific area that I know a lot about, I tend to kind of speed up and talk quite fast. And I guess it's because my brain's running really, really fast and I'm trying to get a lot of information out at any one time. And I guess people don't understand that and they kind of always tell me to slow down. It gets really frustrating because... I don't want to slow down because I'm, I'm going to lose what I'm trying to do, but at the same time I guess they can't understand what I'm saying, so this is a, a big problem and I, I don't know um, many other people with Asperger's Syndrome, so I don't know if this is a common thing, but this is definitely something that affects me. Um, so f- thank you for watching my video, uh, please subscribe to my channel, I'm going to be doing more videos on Asperger's Syndrome and anything that I can do to help. Um, if you want to get in touch, email me below and uh, thanks guys, stay tuned. So about that last bit where he talks about talking too fast, I think it depends on where you live. I know uh, if you live in Chicago, they tend to talk fast. I remember I had a teacher do that as well. I used to talk fast, but I realized, and I used to clutter my words a lot, but I think I've become, as I just keep on talking, I'm better at it. I just want to, I just want to say like, when you're manic, you have pressured speak. You speak like really rapidly and it's different from when you're autistic, I feel like, because it happens with certain topics. When you're manic, you just simply just spurt things over and over, especially spiritual things or other types of topics that might interest you. It's like a, a flame that's being lit and you just speak like that. And downright, I still believe I have bipolar disorders. Downright, there might be similar traits that autistic people experience, but ever since I've been on the right medications, a lot of that issues that I discovered that I used to have are no longer prevalent. And to be honest, I was so, I I was so hyped up on getting labeled because I just, the reality is I think I just wanted an excuse just to be myself, (laughs) even though people don't, even though I, I like wearing our red thongs, a lot of people don't seem, some people don't like it. People like this nine to five. People like having children getting married white picket fence people like having this beautiful house white picket fence and me on the other end we are so creative we never followed that routine even when we have relationships things got really disruptive and a lot of that is due to another thing adoption disorder another thing that really doesn't that we don't like is we like to tell how it is we're very honest and sometimes the information we tell is hurtful 
and sometimes it affects other people, but that's just who we are. And some people don't like that. But being adopted can affect you guys more than we have. You think we we definitely is. have a rough edge to our our personality because adoptees are like four times more likely to commit suicide. There, there is a statement that's pretty well known in the, the scientific community that the trauma is stemming from very early childhood. If you're not if you're not pampered and and taken care of by a mother at early age, you start to behave very differently from normal functioning adults, and that can affect relationships your mood. I wouldn't say it's definition to the reason on why you might have a mental illness, but it's a large prevalent area. An interesting topic on adoptees is I read that a lot of them and a lot of them portrayed in, in movies are actually uh, more likely to be psychopaths too. So even that, even that, uh, I'll name some psychopaths like Loki is adopted. Uh, uh, that recent one that's re-released about the psychopath uh, being uh that came from hiding. I can't remember that. They're just releasing that show. I used to watch it. Um, but there's a lot of adoptees that have issues, I feel like. And they don't as socially uh, uh, adaptable as, as some other people that actually know their, their history. So is there any last words being diagnosed with autism? Well, do you feel like you have autism? I feel like I don't give a fuck about labels. Yeah, that's that's honestly what I feel like. We don't want to downplay in this, guys. I feel like there's this stereotype where autistics just talk, uh, don't even look at the camera. They just look. But I'll be honest. I still have problems giving eye contact. But maybe that's an Asian thing, too. I don't know maybe if you guys know this, though. but there's an actor on Hannibal. He actually has autism. What's his Hannibal Lecter. What's his real name? Do you know? You know who I'm talking about? The guy who played Hannibal Lecter? Um, yeah, I can't remember his name. I don't remember his name, but he is he actually... won an award recently. He's but... actually considered autistic. So there's people out there that are actors. So you can be normal. You can pretend to be functioning and normal. So in the end, I feel like as I get older, be careful about labels. Why do you want to box yourself into this of what you think you are when reality of who you can be? My number one tip is don't give a fuck about labels. Just be yourself. Yep. Love yourself. And you'll find people that that like you, and you'll find people that don't like you. Then that's just that's just how it is. Uh, um, that's it. So Kyle's autistic, but he doesn't give a fuck. Is I actually right? feel like I don't know. I, I might have some traits of a personality disorder, but I'm not really I'm not really as focused on saying I have this issue because I would do that because I would always be afraid of people. I didn't feel like I would get along with them, but maybe it's more like social anxiety. But once I just started doing. Crazy shit, wearing red thongs, taking off our clothes, being ripped all the being time. Being ripped all the time. We just, honestly, we just, we love, I don't know, we love it. We like the attention. We think it's funny as hell. Won't we show our bodies off? So we lost like 85 pounds total. We love getting fit. We're bodybuilders. We enjoy showing ourselves off with confidence. That might not be most people. We like wearing red even, thongs. Even when we were big. And fat, we just still like stripping clothes. I don't know what kind of label you get that. Maybe a defining We're very disorder. extreme in terms of extremes. We're out there. Yeah. But so, does that mean we're autistic? I don't think so. No. Nah, it's just, just who we are. We kind of like the spotlight pretty much. So we're definitely maybe have autistic labels, but we definitely don't care. What do you guys think? What would you label us? Do you think we're normal or do you think we're abnormal? Leave a comment. 
like, subscribe, and hit the bell button if you're interested at Beyond Bipolar Blog, guys. All right. Take care. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.